Alright, I want to try something a little more casual. Um, if you have me on Snapchat, you know that I usually record lots and lots of minutes worth of videos every week talking about football games and um, the sport in general and players and storylines. And I decided I wanted to try something a little different. This was more of like a casual podcast type of thing and I'm just going to really try to let my mind ramble so I keep talking and I don't really want a lot of pauses and cuts but I will make them when I need to and I'm really just going to be focusing on football because that's the primary sport I know. I'm trying to educate myself on stuff like the NBA and hockey and maybe eventually that'll come into play but right now I want to dedicate most of my effort towards football and the season's coming to a close. It's going to be a little hard once the season ends and I understand that so I'm going to try to think of more things to talk about consistently once that's over and so we'll wait and see. But this week I'm going to talk about week 14 because I've been talking about it on my Snapchat story and I decided that I wanted to get through a lot of things. A lot of stuff happened this week, a lot of really, really good games, a lot of upsets, stuff like that. Um, that's what I want to talk about first. So, yeah. Quick recap. I have corona and I'm currently locked away in my room while the rest of my family is still out in our home. I have a bathroom that's across the hall from my bedroom, so I'm basically just staying up here until it all blows over and I get better. So I apologize for sniffling. I am actually sick. I got a headache and stuff like that. But I decided that I want to keep this going anyway. I am majoring in broadcast journalism, broadcast communications in college. And I want to let my mind ramble and see what I do in front of a microphone. And hopefully I can talk without messing up too much and stumbling over my words. But I'm sure that will happen as this trial and error. So we're going to wait and see. But as of now, I'm just going to start talking about football. So... Before I do that though, I want to talk a little about how I got Corona. I want everyone to know that I'm not incredibly immature. Um, my girlfriend's parents had tests that were taken and while I was over their house, their test came back positive. So right after that, me and my girlfriend instantly went out to get tested. Then we both went back to our individual bedrooms. Um, she stayed at her house, I stayed at mine. And those tests came back negative the next day. So she was incredibly lucky. She went to stay at a hotel for the next couple of days and then eventually she was gonna come stay at my house with my family, waiting for everything to die down. Um, Sunday, which this time it won't make sense, <laughs> but uh, that next Sunday after we'd gotten tested, uh, I went to see her in her hotel because her father had been admitted to a hospital and needed to be there to comfort her, and um, that happened, and I stayed there that night, and we went to get the test the next morning together, and then we stayed at my house quarantined one night together, and we really thought the test would be negative because both of our original tests came back negative, but the virus has an incubation period in the body, so... Both of those tests came back positive. We returned to our respective houses. She's at her house now. I'm at my house. I'm locked away in my room, like I said. So that's how it all went down. My family had a trip planned for Maine that got canceled because of me, which really sucks. But it is what it is right now. I'm really sorry for that. Um, I can't change it, though. So now I'm just going to hopefully stay healthy, get well, and uh, make it up to my family somehow. And hopefully I get out of here by Christmas. But I don't really know yet. So I'm going to try my best. So that's basically all that went down. That's why I have corona, and that's why I'm quarantined. So yeah, now we're going to actually start talking about football. I'm probably going to typically record these in the middle of the week, so I'm going to start the games I have on Monday and work backwards. So our Monday night football game this week was Ravens versus Browns, a great rivalry, a great, great game. Um, we saw Lamar Jackson go into the locker room in the third quarter, I believe, because he was having stomach cramps. Everybody thinks he was pulling up Paul Pierce and really just had to go to the bathroom. He's confirmed that that's not actually what it was, although we really can't know his fans, so we're going to keep making jokes about it. He came back in the fourth quarter on a fourth down, scored a touchdown, led his team to the victory. Justin Tucker kicked the game-winning field goal, game-sealing field goal, really. And that was that. Final score was 47-42. What an amazing game. First of all, the Browns put up a hell of a fight. If you're a Browns fan, you're so excited because the future of the Browns is looking really bright, and that's something that a lot of people thought they would never say about the Browns ball franchises um they put up a fight against a really strong Ravens team and they still have a better record than the Ravens right now but it was still an amazing game 
Baker Mayfield, I think, has been proving the haters wrong a lot this season. Although he's played inconsistently near the start, I'd say that Baker Mayfield is steadily improving every single game. And I think you should really give him credit for that. Nick Chubb is back. He's having a hell of a return. Kareem Hunt, the, the best the best running back combo of the week, essentially, is on the Browns. And then you've got a great running game for the Ravens, too. So it was really a ground-pound game. And then Baker Mayfield was able to air that ball out. Wow, just such an incredible game to watch. Um, I can't believe the final score. I was really hoping the Browns would win and maybe seal their division a little bit more and seal their playoff berth. But they didn't, and that's that. I think the Browns are still going to win a lot of more games, and the Ravens hopefully can make the playoffs, too. Both teams are really strong. I really hope they both make the playoffs. Lamar Jackson is constantly proving that he is a pretty versatile player, that he can pass and he can run the ball. I know people like to make jokes about Lamar Jackson being a running back. Obviously, that isn't true. He does have arm talent. He does need to refine that arm talent. I agree it's not the best, but I think credit is given where it's due. He threw for touchdowns. He ran for touchdowns. He's an incredible player. Really impressive. Same for Baker Mayfield. Showed off his really, really strong arm this game. It was such a great game to watch. Both defenses stepped up. I know that it was a high-scoring game, but there were still a lot of shutdown plays, so mad respect to both of these teams. What a game this was. I like Honestly, I can't believe it was such an incredible game. So yeah, that's that. Lamar Jackson had 163 passing yards and 124 rushing yards. Like, what? Baker Mayfield had two touchdowns through the air. Um, it was crazy. Crazy, crazy game. So all the credit to those teams. Great job on their part. A little more summary before I hop back into more. Um, I am literally just have the game scores and some statistics in front of me. I don't have a lot of information. I'm really just freestyling what I'm saying. So I apologize if I pause to think at times. Just trying to make it sound as smooth as possible. That's all. I will admit I haven't watched all these games, so I'm really just going off the statistics I see in front of me. Um, Cardinals versus Giants is the next game we're going to talk about. The Cardinals stomp on them quite a little bit. Final score is 26-7. to 7. Kyler Murray had a good game, 250 passing yards and a touchdown. I'd say that was pretty solid on his part. Um, cannot say the same for the Giants' offense. They scored one touchdown, literally six points total. I think the Cardinals have a bit of a kicking problem they need to address because their kicker, I believe, what is his name, Zane Gonzalez. He misses some pretty easy kicks sometimes. He missed an extra point in the, not an, yeah, an extra point <laughs> in the in the fourth quarter, which is just not something you want to see. Even if they're already beating the other opponent, you want to make sure your kicking is really consistent. I'm sure when I talk about the Vikings game, I'll get to that too because what an abysmal day for Dan Bailey is his name, I believe. So yeah. Cardinals beat the Giants convincingly. There's not a lot to say about this game. I had a lot of hopes that the Giants would actually be able to compete, considering they beat the Seahawks the week before, which makes it seem more like that the Seahawks lost was a fluke game. Um, I don't know if the Giants will really make the playoffs now. I think the Washington football team is the strongest team in their division, even though all the teams in that division have losing records still. Nonetheless, um, Giants didn't really put up a fight. Cardinals stomped them out. Hopefully the Cardinals can come back and get a spot in the playoffs because I was really hoping for this to be their season. So I still have faith for them in the future. And Kyler Murray is a great young quarterback and he will continue to improve. So that's basically all there is to say about their game. That's all. Next up, we've got the Chiefs versus the Dolphins. This was a really, really good game. Um, probably one of the best games that was played this week. I would 10 out of 10 recommend watching it if you haven't already. The Dolphins put up a hell of a fight, but the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now, I'd say. Completely unbiased. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I really think they're the best team in the NFL on offense and defense. Just the most rounded out team that I think can win as many games as they want to in a season. The Chiefs was a really close game. Don't... Don't forget that. The Dolphins put up one hell of a fight. They had amazing defensive plays. Xavier Howard is the best cornerback in the league this year. I don't really think that's disputable, disputable statistics-wise. He's put up crazy numbers. He has the most interceptions. He's had five games straight with an interception. It's crazy stuff. 
Um, Tua Tagovailoa had a really impressive game, threw for 316 yards and two touchdowns. I think that's pretty important to note. He's developing very nicely as a rookie. I think he records 4-2 as a starter right now. Patrick Mahomes threw three picks, and I know that that is unlike Patrick Mahomes, and everyone's going to be like, he's not in the MVP conversation, and he has such a bad game like that. Let's not forget Aaron Rodgers, who is, I'd say, side-and-side with Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race. He's also had a few bad games this season. I think they're both competing for MVP. I say it's 50-50 right now. I don't have a particular favorite. Um, Aaron Rodgers' numbers are a bit better, though. So, Patrick Mahomes with three picks. Two of those were off-tip passes, which I think is really important to note. You don't genuinely throw three interceptions. It was really just one interception and two tip passes, although the one interception was a little messy, I will admit. Tyree Kill is one of the best receivers in the league. It's so fun to watch him play. I think the, the Dolphins made a few pretty poor defensive decisions, which is pretty concerning coming from Brian, Brian Flores, their defensive-minded head coach. So I'm a little concerned for the future of that. They were playing soft zones on some really long third down plays, which just gave the Chiefs unnecessary yardage. Like you saw Xavier Howard playing 15 yards off of McCole Hardman, one of the fastest wide receivers in the league as well. You, you really just can't do that. You can't afford to let up that many yards on third down plays and risk giving the team the first down a better field position to try it for fourth down, which is what the Chiefs did time and time again, and they converted. So if I was the Dolphins, I would be a little more... Um, pay a little more attention on those long third downs and maybe play a little less than soft zones because that just doesn't seem like the smartest move in my opinion. Then again, I'm not a head coach. That's just what I'm saying. The Chiefs won at the end of the day. Um, they also had a game ceiling kick just like with Justin Tucker for the Ravens, leaving the Dolphins with not enough time to come back and that was that. Uh, Travis Kelsey, best head in the league right now statistically, I'd say. Um, overall, a really good game, although the Washington... Washington, whoa. <laughs> The Dolphins had a lot of injured players, I will admit. Nonetheless, the Chiefs won, and a win is a win. You can't... I hate when people undermine wins just because they're playing against, like, players who are usually backups and stuff like that. A win is a win. These are still professional athletes. What do you want them to do? Do you, like, expect them to lose? Like, you can't... People find a way to complain about everything. They complain about when teams win. Like, I saw it when the Steelers were 11-0. Everyone's like, oh, well, they're 11-0 against nobody teams, and I guess that was true. And they started to lose against more competitive teams. But nonetheless, what do you want them to do? Lose the games? Like, come on. They're going to win the games. The Chiefs won the game. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, the record is 12-1, and one, and they won. That's that. The Dolphins hopefully can still make it to the playoffs. They're 8-5 and five right now. Still a really good game. Um, the Chiefs could go, like, 16-1, I'm sure. So, we'll see. Great games overall, though. Um, really close. The Chiefs are competitors, and the Dolphins are for sure, too. Next up, also, since this is really freestyling and me just talking all the time, I want to note that I'm probably going to bring some of my friends on the show at some point because a lot of them know more about basketball than I do. And so I think it'd be really interesting to have other topics. And maybe it'll become a joint thing and my friends will join in and we'll do it all the time. We'll do it once a week, something like that. But that being said, the next game I want to talk about is the Titans versus the Jaguars. Oh my God, Derrick Henry is the best true back in the, in the league. It's just no questions asked. I felt bad for the Jaguars. They always get bitched by the Titans. Like, oh my gosh, they always get stomped on. Derrick Henry, let me, let me blow up this stat line. Derrick Henry had 215 yards and two scores. Um, and he also passed a couple Hall of Famers who've also had 200-yard games. So what was it? Um, he's now a trio of Hall of Famers who have four career games with at least 200 rushing yards, and that's Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, and LaDainian Tomlinson. Incredible. Um, Derrick Henry is consistently proving the point that he's one of the most intimidating running backs in the league. No questions asked. Just look at the guy. He's huge. He's 6'3", right? 220 or more pounds, like, of pure muscle. I don't know a single person who can confidently tackle that man while he's running downhill at full speed. Maybe Luke Keekley, but uh, I don't know. He's not in the league anymore. You can't really say. 
I really don't think there's anyone who hits hard enough to stop him dead in his tracks. That being said, I know he's been stopped dead in his tracks before. You don't need to show me clips of that. Still, consistently, nobody. He's the best running back in the league this season. Pure running back, I'd say. I know people argue Dalvin Cook's better. Dalvin Cook's more of an elusive back, and he can catch passes out of the backfield. Derrick Henry's just a ground-pound, heavy-hitting guy that'll consistently run the ball and consistently gain yardage. You rarely see him tackled in the backfield, and that's really important to note about his game. I know that I was supposed to be talking about the Titans and the Jaguars when it became a fanboy Derrick Henry club. So what? <laughs> I have to say it. He's really just something else. It's, it's terrifying. If I was playing him, if I was on the other team, I would not want to tackle that guy. He's insane. Like, he could maybe a defensive lineman. Sure, that's who I can imagine taking him down in a one-on-one -on -one tackle. But they're not going to go catch him if he's sprinting downfield. He's incredibly fast for his size. So, that's that. The Titans are playoff bound, um, especially with a guy like Derrick Henry in the backfield. Ryan Tannehill, I would compare him to a guy like Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield. They do what they need to do. Um, Tannehill's basically what I'd call the in-between of, of Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield. He's a good game manager, but he can also throw the ball pretty consistently and pretty well. He's not an elite quarterback, that being said. He's just a good quarterback. He fits into their system pretty well. He's good at handing off the ball to Derrick Henry, and he's good at making good passes when he needs to, just like Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff, although Baker Mayfield's got a bigger arm, and Jared Goff is a bit more of a game manager and doesn't have as much arm talent as those two. So that's that. Titans stomped on the Jaguars. Jaguars are tanking basically this year. Feel bad for Gardner Minshew, but they've got a lot of young talent on that team, and I think they'll be good in years to come. So if I were a Jaguars fan, I wouldn't lose all hope yet. I'd be optimistic about the future. Um, I think you guys have a decent head coach, and I feel like they could go somewhere with it. Their management isn't the worst, so hopefully they'll get better. They'll get a nice draft pick. They'll probably draft a quarterback, which is understandable. Gardner Minshew is a great guy. He's a pretty good quarterback, but he's just not what they need to run a franchise. He's not a franchise guy, but I can see him being a pretty good career backup. So we'll see. I think they'll probably draft Justin Fields or something like that. But that's that. Great game. Derrick Henry's a monster. James Robinson, the rookie, is also a monster. So good game. It's Titans of playoff bound. That's that. Also, I know these are pretty short takes, but it's already the middle of the week, and I want to talk about everything before the next games happen for next week. Um, that being said, I'll try to get as much analysis as I can into each game. The next game I want to talk about is the Texans versus the Bears. Uh, I really don't know what happened here, genuinely. The Texans have been on a have been had been on a winning streak. Um, I don't think they will be anymore. Mitch Trubisky played like a really good quarterback. He had one of the best quarterback ratings this week, I believe. That blows me away. Because everybody knows that Mr. Trubisky is a bust. And I don't care if he has one fluke game. He's still going to be a bust until he starts playing consistently. And he hasn't played consistently for the past couple years now. Um, he should not be the future of the Bears. I really, really hope they drop the quarterback. Because neither of the guys that got on their roster will be their long-term guy. I think they should just completely refranchise, get a new quarterback. And just call it quits on Nick Foles and Mr. Trubisky. Because neither of those guys are going to either play good or stay healthy. So they just got to call it quits. What's with Eagles players just getting injured all the time? Nick Foles used to be on the, on the Eagles, and now he's just injured again and again and again, just like Carson Wentz. Like, what is going on here? Um, Mitch Trubisky played amazing. I'm going to give credit where it's due. I think he's a terrible quarterback, but he had an amazing game. He played amazing, and 100% credit to him. I still don't think he should stick around in the league, and I still don't think he should be a starting quarterback for the rest of his career until he magically pulls improvement out of his ass. And one fluke game is not a sign of that, so you cannot... Do not just tell everyone that he should be a starter again, because he really, really shouldn't. The Bears stomped on the Texans. It wasn't, I know I've said stomped a lot today, but it's true. They had a great game. Um, Mitch Trubisky threw for three touchdowns. David Montgomery had an insane touchdown run. 
all the credit to all the players and the talent on the Bears. They played really great. And they, their defense was able to shut down the Texans who couldn't get anything going on offense the entire game. That being said, Deshaun Watson and 219 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty impressive. But Deshaun Watson is like the only talent left on the, the left on the Texans roster. It's so sad. It's disheartening to see such a great quarterback's talent get wasted. We've seen it time and time again. Great players getting their talent wasted because they're stuck on really shitty franchises. I'm sure the Texans will get it together in a year or two, maybe have a strong team and maybe make the playoffs again. It's just so sad to see them fall apart after last season, after they had an impressive playoff run. They lost DeAndre Hopkins in one shitty, shitty trade. And then they fired the, the same coach who made that shitty trade? Like, come on, they've really got to get their act together if they want to start competing again. The Bears pulled that win out of their ass, honestly. No clue how that happened. I really thought the Texans would have a fighting chance, but they lost 36-7. So... At the end of the day, that's that. Still pretty funny to see. Um, good job, Mitch Trubisky. is something I never thought I'd say, but good job, Mitch Trubisky. He won the game. All, all credit to him. And David Montgomery is kind of solidifying himself as their starting running back, although I've, I've some, I have a pretty opinionated thing about running backs in the league, so maybe I'll say that after this. But um, good job, Bears. Bye-bye, Texans. I don't think they're going to the playoffs, 100%. So that's that. Oh, well. Alrighty, um, next up I've got, mm, there's quite a few games to talk about, so I'm thinking the Saints and the Eagles is what I'll get to next. What a game, first of all. Carson Wentz is finally benched. I really just started on his name there, that was bad. Um, we saw two quarterbacks that are pretty similar play style play against each other. Taysom Hill versus Jalen Hurts. Uh, pretty cool game. Jalen Hurts is a more complete quarterback than Taysom Hill. I don't care if Taysom Hill had almost 300 passing yards and 2,000 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts has... Jalen Hurts has a better arm, and he's probably a better runner, too. If you look at Jalen Hurts' college career, Alabama, then Oklahoma, he was able to utilize his talent, and he became really refined as a passer in his final season before getting drafted. So, all the credit to Jalen Hurts. He's a pretty cool quarterback, and I really, really hope he succeeds in the NFL. Taysom Hill, I really don't think he should be the future of the Saints. Genuinely, I really just don't think so. I don't think he's got the arm talent and the deep accuracy to succeed in the NFL for years to come. I really hope they give Jameis Winston a shot or Taysom Hill gets injured. I'm not hoping that Taysom Hill gets injured, but I just hope that Jason, James, Jameis Winston gets another shot at being a starter and maybe he finally has fixed his decision-making issues. And We'll see. The Eagles beat the Saints. That is just something that I didn't think would happen this late in the season. Like, what is happening with these shitty division teams all beating better teams than them? I know the Giants lost this week, but they beat the Seahawks last week, and the Washington football team beat the, what was it, the fucking Steelers? And then who did they beat this week? Let me check one sec. Um, and the 49ers, well, the 49ers isn't a great team this year, but they were Super Bowl contenders last year, so credit where it's due. Um, Super Bowl contenders, they were in the Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> so, the Eagles came out with a win. Nonetheless, it was a close game, and the Saints played well. Michael Thomas had 84 yards, Alvin Kamara had 50 yards and a touchdown. And Taysom Hill threw for almost 300 yards, which is pretty cool. Jalen Hurts didn't put up the most impressive passing stats, but he did have a nice touchdown. And he really was able to use his legs, which is impressive. I think he pulls down the ball too much. I think he should hold himself in the pocket more. That was Lamar Jackson's first, his problem in his first season really was he didn't want to make those decisions. He wasn't patient enough in the pocket. Right as soon as the play broke down, he'd start sprinting out of the pocket. I really think patience is needed for an NFL quarterback who can run to succeed. You see guys like Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, they'll use their legs if they need to, but they will not rely on it as a crutch, which is something that Lamar Jackson does sometimes, which is why defenses figure him out a lot of the time. So. That being said, it was a really cool game for both teams. Chalen um, Hurts came out on top. I want to talk a little bit about Carson Wentz. Uh, now that he's benched, and I'll do that right now. So, one second, I'm gonna take a little break. 
I got a phone call, so that's why I had to stop talking for a second there. That's my bad. I apologize if you hear my puppy barking in the background. He's downstairs and very, very loud. Next up, I said I wanted to talk about Carson Wentz. Yep, there's my dog. <laughs> now, Carson Wentz has been a starter for quite a few years in Philly, and I just want to say that you really got to give him credit where it's due. He was a really, really consistent quarterback, and he had a really great arm. The only thing that's changed about Carson Wentz is when he got injured. He got a lot more hesitant in the pocket and a lot more scared to, to hold in there and make those tough decisions and take the hits you need to take when you're a quarterback sometimes. I feel terrible for him, genuinely. Now, hear me out. I think a really cool thing that could happen is if he returned to the Colts, where his the current offensive coordinator or head coach there, I think, used to be his old offensive coordinator when the Eagles went to the, the Super Bowl. So that could be really, really interesting, I think, if he went back there. Maybe he could slap some sense into him and prove to him that he needs to be able to hold in there for once and be more confident in his ability to throw the ball again. Because it seems like Carson Wentz was just stripped away of his talent this season, which is just really, really sad to see. And it's happened before to people who are really talented. They get really scared to just perform again. So that's that. If you're an Eagles fan, give Carson Wentz credit. People really need to stop slandering him. He used to be an elite quarterback. He really genuinely did. He was one of the top guys in the league for a couple years, years ago. Last season, everybody was ranting and raving about how great he was. That's for a reason. He was really great. And the season before that, and the season before that, he just couldn't stay healthy. So please, I'm begging you, give Carson Wentz credit. He can't just completely throw away his career like he wasn't like successful and performed well. Just like the argument, if people thought Carson Wentz was better than Dak Prescott, he was better than Dak Prescott. You gotta stop saying he wasn't. Dak Prescott could never take his team to the playoffs. Carson Wentz essentially carried that team. Carson Wentz could have won MVP and when did they go to the Super Bowl? God, I don't remember. 2017 when they beat the Patriots. Carson Wentz was leading that team. They would have gone to the playoffs if he stayed healthy. And he would have won MVP that season if he stayed healthy. And they probably would have won the Super Bowl too. So please give Carson Wentz the credit he deserves. He was a really great starter. And his time, to, the time in Philly starting has come to a close. Nonetheless, he was a great guy. I hope Jalen Hurts succeeds. And I hope the Eagles have a bright future with him as the starter and the franchise guy potentially. We'll see. That's that. Congrats to the Eagles for beating the incredible Saints. Saints are still playoff bound, that being said. Just a great game in general. Next, let's talk about the Seahawks and the Jets. Now, the Jets are 0-13, and they most likely will not win a single game for the rest of the season. That's sad. It's sad to see. It's sad to see a guy like Sam Darnold not given the opportunity to succeed in the NFL. Um, thinking of Sam Darnold, for some reason, it made me thought of Josh Rosen. I need to remind myself to talk about him because I've got quite a few things to say. But... The Seahawks just absolutely knocked the, the Jets out of the park. The score was 40-3. One really funny thing that happened was that the Seahawks backup quarterback, I don't remember his name anyway, that's my bad, I should have looked into it, um, played the last couple snaps because it was just an absolute blowout, <laughs> and he used to be one of the, the Jet, Jets quarterbacks. And so that's pretty funny to see, I think. I think it's really funny when storylines overlap like that. Russell Wilson had an amazing game. Not many passing yards, 206. Not, still not bad, and four touchdowns. So really impressive game. DK Metcalf wasn't very loud, so that, that's interesting. Um, but nonetheless, great game. Seahawks really just rolled over the Jets the whole game. Like, they, they only put up three points in the fourth quarter. Doesn't really matter. The score was 40-3. to three. The Jets scored a field goal in the first half, first quarter, and that's it. So, that's that. It's a great game. There's really not a lot to talk about. One interesting statistic I read about was that Jamal Adams set records for sacks in a season by a defensive back. Can we talk about Jamal Adams for a second? Well, this was against the Jets, which is cool. But Jamal Adams used to be a keystone piece of the Jets' defense, and without him, obviously, they're not the same. That being said, 
Jamal Adams has not been playing as well as I think he can. When he was on the Jets, he was amazing coverage safety, and he was a great blitzer, and he could just make those hard hits. He reminded you of guys like Brian Dawkins, those kind of safeties that are really good at coverage, and also are really good at getting around and having a nose for the ball. He reminded me of one of those guys. On the Seahawks, his role is really just completely changed. He is still a safety. He's still got safety speed, and I'm sure he still has pretty good awareness, but he's just not the same defensive back. Sure, he has the most sacks from a defensive back, He's become more of a primary blitzer. I compare him more to a middle linebacker, an outside linebacker that's rushing the edge. I really just don't think he plays the role of a safety well anymore. And I don't know what's happened with that. Honestly, I would kind of blame Pete Carroll. The Pete Carroll, why did I say Carroll? <laughs> Pete Carroll, the head coach of the um, Seahawks, has to have influenced that in some way. Because it's he's just simply not the same defensive back as he was when he was with the Jets. I'm sure I'm overhyping his coverage skills when he was on the Jets because he was just really the only good thing about that team at the time. Nonetheless, it's really interesting to see. You see guys like Pete Carroll has also affected guys like, well, what is his name, Taylor Mays, who really was just a, didn't make it as well in the league because he was pressured to stay at USC for another year when Pete Carroll was the head coach of there. Um, I don't know if he has this underlying effect on defensive backs or stuff like that, but nonetheless, Jamal Adams is just not the same coverage safety as he used to be. You see him getting burned time and time again. People call him Blitz Boy for a reason. He only seems to blitz consistently. And obviously he's not calling the plays. And he's being told let's do but it's interesting to see that the Seahawks convert him into a different kind of defensive player like this isn't really seen in the NFL that much and I'm wondering if it's gonna become a more commonplace role to have your safety as a primary blitzing kind of guy a blitzing back not really a coverage guy because it seems like Jamal Adams has lost some of his skills because he just hasn't been utilized in that way as much so it's really interesting to think about could this potentially become like a new kind of not a new position but a new way a position is played more of a blitzing back opposed to a coverage back that's just my opinion we'll see um then again props to him for having the most sacks as a defensive back although he's a pretty weird one at that <laughs> that's all there is to say about that game it was a was a, it was an okay game that's all really <laughs> the seahawks beat the jets obviously so that's that next up i've got the what game is it the colts versus the raiders is what we're talking about next I just want to say, there's a lot of little storylines that I want to talk about this game, so this one might, this segment might be a little bit longer. I probably not, to be honest, because I'll get through it pretty fast. Nelson Aguilar um, on the Raiders is having a great, great season. First of all, oh, okay, he's not having a great season. He has 635 yards total. But comparing what he did with the Eagles prior, he couldn't catch like a single ball, and now he's doing really great. So... I want to give him credit for that. Nelson Aguilar is being able to make really good catches and put up pretty good numbers. Uh, he got five of nine targets for 100 yards and a touchdown in the loss against the Colts. But he leads, he lead, leading the team in, in yardage right now, second in targeted catches. So credit to Aguilar, Aguilar where it's due. He's playing pretty good this season. I think that that shouldn't be undermined just because the Raiders are on a little bit of a losing streak right now. Next, up, we're going to talk about Derek Carr. Derek Carr was playing incredible at the start of the season. Um, He's looking a little different now. Nonetheless, he's put up great statistics. He was 31 of 45 for 316 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Now, the two picks are not ideal, and they did lose the game, but he had completed 69% of his passes and his third best yardage of the entire season. So let's give him credit, but he had a pick six in the fourth quarter, which basically ended the game. Um, this was his first game with multiple interceptions. He only has seven picks on the year, so... Let's give him some credit. Hopefully he'll bounce back. He's playing tomorrow night against the Chargers, which I'm recording this on Wednesday, by the way, so maybe I'll upload it after that game, but 
That being said, hopefully he bounces back. The Chargers have a pretty weak defense, so I hope that he can put up some good numbers and maybe get his confidence back up for the weeks to come. Maybe they're a playoff team right now. Um, they had a great game against well, no. Well, I was about to say they had a great game against the Jets. They had a terrible game against the Jets. They almost lost to the Jets. They had to win on a Hail Mary. You really don't want to see that from a team that was considered like pretty strong at the start of the season. They beat the, they beat the Chiefs. They're the only team to have beat the Chiefs this year. And I'm just not seeing that same production from them as they had at the start of the year. So I don't really know what fell apart in the locker room there or something like that. But hopefully they come back and swing back around and start winning more games. Next up, we're talking about Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers has been... He just has an amazing career. Like, I think a lot of credit should be given to Phillip Rivers. People overhype the amount of interceptions he throws sometimes. He's only thrown nine this year. Like, come on, he has 20 touchdowns. Give him a lot of credit. Um, Phillip Rivers has had a, a storied career. He started every single one of his snaps with the Chargers, and now he's here on the Colts, and I think it's pretty crazy that he's moved in the offseason. So that's that. He was 19 of 28 for 244 yards. He threw 19 passes for 244 yards. That's pretty cool. Um, he averaged 8.7 yards per, per attempt, and that was his best this season. I'm really stuttering right now for some reason, but that being said, great game from Phillip Rivers. He played really well. He didn't throw any interceptions, so that's what you want to see out of your starting quarterback. He's playing good for a starter. And Jonathan Taylor, the running back on the Indianapolis Colts, what a game. He had his career game, 150 yards with two touchdowns and two catches on two targets. So he played great, uh, 7.5 yards for carry. He's a rookie. He's 21. He's, he's incredible, so... All the credit to the Chiefs, oh, the, Chiefs. <laughs> the Colts offense. I think they played great. Um, the Raiders need to step up their game if they want to make it to the playoffs. The Colts looking like they're going to be in the playoff picture, which is really cool to see. It's like they, they've they been playing great this season. There's so many teams that are playing great this season. just want to give so much credit to these teams, like the Colts, who just weren't. They were so confused last season with their quarterback situation and whatnot. So give them all the credit where it's due. Although I will admit, I still miss Andrew Luck. What a wasted talent. Like I said, a guy like Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz should have retired because of his injuries, right? That's what Andrew Luck did. Andrew Luck didn't want to get beaten up. One of the nicest quarterbacks in the league. It's a shame to see a guy like him go, but Phillip Rivers is filling the role well, so let's give him credit too. I'm now realizing that this is really, really long and pretty dense um, recording. There are still a lot more games to get to, so I'm going to talk about the next few games. Pretty short summary, and I'm going to miss out on talking about quite a few good games. But next, I'm going to talk about the Steelers and the Bills. Bills won this game. I went into it expecting the Bills to win, and they did. They put up a pretty pretty impressive performance against one of the stronger teams in the league. I advocated for the Steelers going undefeated this season, and now I'm aware that they have a lot of holes in their offense and defense when it comes to playing better opponents. Um, they've got like the, something like the most drops in the league, which is pretty disappointing to see from a team so talented at wide receiver, and they've got an incredible defense, so the fact that they lost to the Bills is a little disappointing. Nonetheless, the Bills are incredible this season. I'm really hoping the Bills have a strong future. If you're a Bills fan, I would be in love with Josh Allen, genuinely. He's been an incredible quarterback this year. I agree, he was pretty bad previously, and I know that people always make dumb comments like, wow, I can't believe so-and-so was better than Josh Allen. Josh Allen is developing as a quarterback. He's still young. Let's not completely like just tarnish the fact that he was bad, because he was, and he's getting better, and he's making better decisions, and his arm talent is out of this world, so... Props to Josh Allen. I think he plays a lot like Ben Roethlisberger, which is pretty funny considering they were playing each other this week. Josh Allen threw for 238 yards, two touchdowns, and Ben Roethlisberger threw for 187 yards and two touchdowns. So it was a good game. Um, both teams really didn't run the ball heavily. It was more of an air game. And the final score was 26-15. The Bills won. I really can't say a lot more about this game because I really want to get to the other one. But 
It was a good game. I recommend watching it too if you haven't already. I basically recommend watching all the games this week because there's a lot of really good ones. Next up, we've got the Patriots of the Rams. Um, Jesus Christ. The Patriots got smoked. <laughs> the Patriots beat the, the LA Chargers 45-0 a week ago, and now they're playing the actual LA team, the Rams. 24-3 was the final score. The Patriots just could not stop the Rams' offense, and frankly, they couldn't stop their defense either. Cam Newton only had 119 yards, no touchdowns. I don't think Cam Newton will be a starter for much longer in the NFL. I think the Patriots need to draft a new guy. Hopefully they can trade up, maybe get a good quarterback. But there's so many teams that need a quarterback this year, honestly. Um, Jared Goff plays well. He's a system quarterback, I'd say. He does what he needs to do, and he performs pretty consistently under pressure. He's not a guy I think who loves the game of football. I think he does it because he does. No offense to him. Obviously, I'm not trying to throw shade at Jared Goff. I think he's a good quarterback, but I think he's reached his peak of talent. I don't think he's going to get much better. I really don't think he's elite, but... That being said, the Rams have a great team. They've got a great offense, and they've got an amazing defense. What's this rookie's name? Cam Akers? Is that his name? I can't. I don't remember his name. C. Akers. Yeah, it's Cam Akers. Had an amazing career game. He's a rookie. He has a lot of potential in the future. Put up 171 yards. So, Rams rolled over the Patriots. Their offense and defense did the job. That's that. Great game. Patriots, are, I don't think, are going to the playoffs, which is pretty weird to see. And the Rams most likely are. So, great game. Yeah. Next up, we've got the Packers and the Lions. Packers won that game 31-24. That being said, it was a close game. Two pretty legendary quarterbacks going against each other. Aaron Rodgers essentially is solidifying himself as the MVP continuously every week this season. He's only had a few like not-so-great games, and one of them was against the Buccaneers earlier this year, I believe. And I genuinely think he's probably the MVP choice over Patrick Holmes. I know earlier I said I didn't really have an opinion, but that being said... Aaron Rodgers has stronger statistics, and he has less talent on his team, so I would probably give it to him over Patrick Mahomes. That being said, I think Patrick Mahomes will probably win it, because for some reason the league hates giving like veterans MVPs, they just hand it out to rookie players most of the time, or younger players and younger talent. That being said, great game. I realize I just said that being said like five times, I apologize. But it was a great game. Um, Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers both threw for like a combined like 520-something yards. Pretty cool game. Pretty cool to see Danny Amendola successful on the Lions after playing with the Patriots. And Devontae Adams is definitely one of the best wide receivers in the league this year. I don't think he's the best wide receiver in the league, but he's one of the best. And Aaron Jones is a pretty cool underrated running back on the Packers. So, yeah, that's that. Packers beat the Lions. Packers go into the playoffs. Lions are not. <laughs> Lions need a, Lions already fired all their head head coaching staff. That's so great for the Lions. I hope they have a brighter future, and I really hope they don't waste Matthew Stafford's career because he's not the youngest guy anymore. So hopefully they utilize his talent soon. Next up is the Falcons versus the Chargers. Right now, both of these teams have the exact same record. Uh, Justin Herbert broke a rookie record, I think, for a completion percentage or something like that. But, yeah, it was, it was a really good game. Uh, Austin Eckler led the team in rushing and receiving yards, which is pretty cool. Calvin Ridley had 124 yards on the Falcons and one touchdown. Matt Ryan threw for 224 yards. Justin Herbert threw for 243 yards and two touchdowns. Matt Ryan only threw for one. Good game. Chargers won, luckily. Um, I feel good for the Chargers because I'm sure Justin Herbert loves to have his confidence boosted with a pretty good win against a pretty strong Falcons team, I'd say. I don't know why the Falcons teams are really underperforming this year. I'd have to give it to coaching because they've got so much talent on that roster. Look at the wide receiver room there. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, all those young guys. They've got a really good team, and they've got a nice old running back at Todd Gurley who used to be like an MVP, basically. He's incredible, so that's that. Falcons lost, which is a little disappointing. Neither of these teams are seeing the playoffs, so just one of those games later in the season. Just playing for consolidation points. Next up, we've got the team with no name playing against the 49ers. That's right, the Washington football team beat the Super Bowl contenders last year. The 
49ers have fallen apart this season. They still got good coaching. Um, Nick Mullins is one of the best backups in the league. And they've got really, they've still got so much talent on that team, even though most of it is injured, I will admit. I think the 49ers will bounce back this year. I know they're having a disappointing season. They're only 5-8, and eight, but that being said, they were in the Super Bowl last year. I think they draft a quarterback. They draft one of those young guys like Zach Wilson, if they can draft up, potentially. I think they've got a pretty good pick already. I don't know exactly where they're at. But they draft a new quarterback, and everyone heals up and gets better and gets free from Corona. I'd say that the 49ers will be a playoff contender once again really soon. So it's a shame that they're having this pretty weird flux season. But that being said, it is what it is. The football team won. Congrats to them. They're leading the divi their division right now. They're probably going to see the playoffs, which is pretty funny considering they still have a negative win record. I think we've got to give a lot of credit to the Washington team. They've got a great defense, and Alex Smith is a veteran. He makes the right decisions. He doesn't throw too many picks. He's injured, I believe, right now, and I don't know if he'll start on Sunday, but they won the game, and that's all that matters, so a win's a win. That's that. Next up, we're going to talk about the Vikings versus the Buccaneers. Now, this game was really poorly officiated. I agree with that. But I hate when people make up these, like, little comforting lies to tell themselves that the NFL wants Tom Brady to win. Like, you guys gotta, <laughs> you gotta stop. It was bad officiating, I agree. Really terrible. There's some really poor calls, like, bad pass interference calls and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the team won, and you can't change it. And I know you're gonna rant and rave about bad refs and stuff like that, but it is what it is. And it's not Tom Brady, the league, letting Tom Brady win. If it happened to any other quarterback, he wouldn't be saying the same thing. It just so happened. There's bad officiating all the time. Sure, it swings in Tom Brady's luck, maybe more than others, but that's a coincidence, and we have to leave coincidences be. Um, pretty impressive game. Kirk Cousins had a, had a pretty solid day, 225 yards and a big touchdown and no picks, so give him credit for that. He threw a two-point conversion, but he also fumbled and lost one of them, so that's that. Uh, Tom Brady had a good game. Not a great game, but a good game. 15-23 for 196 yards. No interceptions, which is good because he's been throwing quite a few picks this week. He has 11 total, but he still has 30 touchdowns. Pretty sure he broke a record. He's the first player over, what is it? Let me find it. First player, oldest player with 30 to break a 30 touchdown record. 30 passing touchdown records. Is that what it is? Why did that not make sense when I said it? Tom Brady breaks his own record as oldest player with 30 passing touchdowns. So he set the record previously and he broke it again. It's basically the summary of Tom Brady's career, if you say so, though. Um, Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league. I'd say he's more of a he can catch he can catch the ball and he can throw the ball he's throw the did I really just say he can throw the ball I'm so sorry I've been talking so much about football Dalvin Cook can run the ball and catch the ball he's one of the best backs in the league second to Derrick Henry I'd say Derrick Henry is the best true back you can make an argument saying Dalvin Cook's better but it is what it is they're both really good they're both really talented Buccaneers came out on top and the Vikings had a terrible terrible kicking performance oh my god I feel so bad missed some like three kicks the Vikings always have bad kickers like They've got to figure that out. Can they, like, draft one in the first round? Obviously, they're not going to draft a kicker in the first round, but they've really got to figure out their kicking problem. That's a really important aspect of their game. It's going to keep losing the games, just like how it didn't send them to the playoffs. Right? Didn't it not send them to the Super Bowl because of that game against the Seahawks where it was, like, 9 degrees or something like that? That's just a shame. But it is what it is. Like I said, Buccaneers came out on top. Please stop saying that officials are giving Tom Brady an advantage. That's just not how it works. It's just a coincidence that it swings his favor most of the time. There's bad officiating in like every game. Come on. Next up, oh, I just got a text. <laughs> Next up, we've got the Cowboys versus the Bengals. What a really weird game. More texts. Okay. <laughs> the Cowboys um destroyed the Bengals. Final score is 30 to 7. We had a lot of weird scores like this this week. Honestly, I thought the Bengals would compete a little more. You had Andy Dalton, the guy who used to be the franchise guy for the Bengals, threw for 185 yards with two touchdowns, and the backup, Brandon Allen, threw for 217 yards and one touchdown. 
It's a good game. I want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott a little bit. He's really just not the running back he used to be. He's just lost form since his great 2018 season. I don't know what's going on. Uh, he fumbles a lot more. He's got less yards per carry. I think you could blame this on just the, the Cowboys in general having a bad year, but I really don't know. Um, the Cowboys have loads of talent on offense. It's a shame to see them not really succeed for you know, like the 4-9 right now. They've got no chance of going 8-8. Eight eight. Oh, no. <laughs> Then again, um, it is what it is. The Cowboys are not making the playoffs this year, and neither are the Bengals. Another one of those games where it's just competing for someone to lose and get a better draft pick. That's all that it is. I feel so terrible for Joe Burrow. I think he's gaining a little perspective now that he's seeing a different guy run the offense, and hopefully he'll come back better next year. But if the team doesn't improve around him, he's never going to get better. So I'm just like hoping that they can do something. And please just draft some linemen, Bengals. Please, for the love of God, protect your quarterbacks. Um, Dak Prescott will come back next year for the Cowboys. Maybe he'll switch teams. I think it'd be really cool if he went to like the 49ers, like I've said previously. Um, then again, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's elite or anything like that. I think he's pretty talented. Maybe he can get better. That being said, please don't attack him if you're a Cowboys fan. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. <laughs> honestly, Andy Dalton could be a future future guy. I think Andy Dalton should be a backup. Honestly, Cowboys draft a quarterback. Who's, who's, who knows? Who knows? So we'll see. Cowboys win. Their record's 4-9. and The Bengals are 2-10-1. So it is what it is, and that's that. And our final game of the day. Yes, our final game of the day is the Broncos versus the Panthers. Once again, two more teams that are not really competing for the playoffs. Competing for the playoffs. Wow, I'm really stumbling over my words now. Something I gotta work on. I gotta work out the kinks. Gotta start talking better, you know? <laughs> um... Drew Locke had a career day, essentially. I think the Broncos should really give Drew Locke some more opportunities. I don't think they should draft a quarterback or anything like that. I really think they need to keep him around, give him at least another season to develop, see if he gets better, and then you can make your final decision on him. See, he threw for 280 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> like, Drew Locke and Mitch Trubisky were the best-performing quarterbacks this year. Are you joking? That's pretty funny to me. Um, Teddy Bridgewater threw for 283 yards, no touchdowns, and Mike Davis, the running back on uh, the... Panthers is pretty cool. Um, I think he's a really, really solid downhill running back. They're really, really fun to watch, basically. Um, Broncos have a lot of young talent. A lot of their players are injured, too. They got Melvin Gordon, Phillip Lindsay, like, pretty impressive wide receiver room. What do they have? They have Jerry Judy and um, Cortland Sutton. That's who I'm thinking of. So they've got an impressive defense and an impressive offense. I think they'll come around in a couple years, and they'll definitely be competing for the playoffs again. Once again, I'm getting texted. I apologize. But that's that. Robbie Anderson's... Um, Having a lot of success on the Panthers, so props to him as well. I think both of these teams will be pretty good in the future. That, then again, I've said that most teams with losing records, but I hope all teams succeed. I really don't have a lot of bias when it comes to who who I hope wins. Broncos came in on top of this game. I realize that I haven't said which teams have won yet at the start of each segment, which I probably should. That's that. We're at the end of the show. Um, the Broncos won. Good game. Drew Luck had a career day. Pretty impressive. Both these teams aren't really competing for playoff slots. Then again, it's just one of those consolidation games, like I said. So that's that. It was a good game. Nice to see these teams perform well. Pretty close game, 32-27. Recommend watching it as well. And so, yeah, that's all. I just wanted to talk about the regular season. I think I'm going to talk about one more thing before I end the show, though. So, one moment. All right. The last thing I want to talk about is Josh Rosen. I know this is a dead, like beating a dead horse, essentially, because his career is dead. He was drafted before guys like Josh Allen in the draft, 2018 draft, I believe is what it was. And I just got to say, what a disappointing, disappointing career that man has had. And I know people are going to say, oh my god, you didn't give Josh Rosen the opportunity to su succeed. Blah, 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 blah. He was on the Dolphins and he was on the Cardinals. And he just didn't succeed in both on both teams. Please stop using this line of arguing. 
It's not true. Josh Rosen was given those two opportunities. You can't just pretend like those those weren't genuine opportunities he got. You saw Kyler Murray succeed on the Cardinals. Like, oh wait, it was the 2017 draft, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm, I'm messing up my timelines. That's okay. Josh Rosen was drafted before a lot of more talented quarterbacks. Let's just leave it at that. He was given opportunities. He was given the opportunity to start for the Cardinals and to start for the Dolphins. And he failed both times. Please stop saying this man was not given the opportunity. I know that you're going to make the argument, well, but blah, blah, blah. He just, he didn't have a good team around him. Okay, neither does Joe Burrow. Neither did Kyler Murray. I get Kyler Murray. These teams are like decent defenses. But you can't just say that. A lot of quarterbacks are put in really shitty situations. And they don't get as much opportunity as a guy put on, on a good team. Like Lamar Jackson had a great opportunity. He was put on the Baltimore Ravens under Joe Flacco with a strong defense and a strong run game. And they built the team around him. Sure. That's a lot different, but Baker Mayfield was put on a bad Browns team, and he's starting to succeed now. You need to give it a couple years sometimes, and Josh Rosen just never could put up actual good numbers to compete with those other quarterbacks. Like, guys are given more opportunity, the better they play. Josh Rosen could not play well, even if he had a good team around him. So, you've got to stop saying he wasn't given the opportunity. He genuinely was. He was a bust, and that is that. I don't think he belongs in the league. Even as a backup, he's not a good quarterback. That's it, all right? He didn't deserve to be drafted over those other guys. And just leave it at that. He really just didn't. So that's all I've got to say this week. That's about it. Um, not much more. We've got Thursday Night Football coming up, and then we've got next weekend, week week 15. Playoffs are right around the corner. I'm going to talk about some college football maybe at some point, but right now I just wanted to focus on this week in the NFL. So, yeah, it was one hell of a long show, 45 minutes of recording just sitting here. <laughs> it's pretty pretty heavy to get through and um i assume i'm gonna need to do some more research on teams next season i've got a lot of stuff to track and so the show might get longer or it might get a little more in depth and a little bit more complicated i'm hoping to have some friends do some segments on different sports and stuff like that maybe i can offer my input maybe i can argue with some of them against some takes from the football world and that's that um just wanted it to be a little casual i've got to work on a lot of things i know i've got to improve and i'm hoping i can each week and i hope you see a little improvement one thing I really want you guys to do if you're listening, please feel free to shoot me questions on any form of social media that you can. I love, I love, and I love answering questions. So if you got any questions, anything you want me to talk about, any subjects, any players, any teams, feel free to reach out and ask. I would love to talk about it. Um, I apologize for things being pretty rushed today. I realize that I do talk fast sometimes, and I'm going to try to slow it down so people can pay attention a little more easily. And yeah, that's that. So I hope you enjoyed. I hope you listened to me. enjoyed listening to me rant about football for 45 minutes. It was probably gonna trip it down hopefully but in another text <laughs> i should probably get going thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed yep that's all bye bye